You're listening to episode number 48 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. Y'all, this week's episode is truly, truly fire. This is a topic that I rarely talk about because it doesn't really get brought up and it just, it doesn't correlate with anything else. But when I do bring it up, I get so, so, so fired up about it. I just can go on for hours about it. So my guest this week, Allison Colin Thome, talks all about why you should stop taking career advice from your parents and people who just quote unquote want the best for you or just want you to be happy and how to really find a career or a passion or something that you can pursue that you actually care about, find work that you actually care about. I'm super excited about this episode. I can't wait for you to tune in. Again, if you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to screenshot it Post on your Scrim story, tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast, tag Allison as well, and let's get right to the episode. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anger is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to introduce this week's guest. I have on Allison Thum, who is the founder of Career Off Script, which helps young professionals find work they actually care about. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sammy. Of course. Can you just expand off of the brief intro that I gave and just tell my listeners a little bit more about what exactly you do? And then can you dive into your journey to getting to where you are today? Sure. So what I do over at Career Off Script is I really help young professionals who are feeling lost and confused in their current career path, pinpoint what that ideal work is exactly for them. And then we look at how they're going to actually get there so they can find the career path that's right for them. A funny way I actually came across this work, I was my ideal client at one point. I always wanted to have a job I loved. I started doing HR because I just thought that I could help people and if they were happier at work, they would be happy in their life. But it never felt like a true fit for me. I was actually doing corporate recruitment for a while and I seemed to become a job hopper. You know, like every year and seven months, I would hop into a new opportunity, hoping it would be the right fit. But after a year and seven months again, I just wasn't feeling right about it, needed to make a change and the whole cycle would continue for itself. And finally, I decided to just take some time off. I was fortunate enough that I was able to do that. And I remember telling a girlfriend of mine, like, I just don't want to go 
any further into building this life for myself until I know exactly where I'm going and I'm feeling good about the type of work that I'm actually doing. So I took some time off. I got really super clear on what I wanted for myself long-term, on the type of work that I wanted for myself to be doing, on the type of lifestyle that I wanted to have for myself long-term, sort of looking at what my core values were again, and really what was truly important to me overall, like that big purpose statement everyone says. And you know, it was a long journey for myself, but that's how I kind of came to coaching and career coaching. I love that so much. I think it's so true to the fact you just have to, you know, sort of experience something and then usually it turns into something that you actually want to pursue and help others avoid in a sense, you know, because for me, when I started this work after I had gone through the most intensive part of my own personal development journey, and I was like, wait, if I could do this, if I did this and I made my life so much better, why don't I help others do the same and sort of help them alleviate the stress of high school and college more as I was able to as well. And so I think it's so true to, you know, say that like whatever sort of happens throughout your life, there's always like some sort of career opportunity within that because at this point, like in time in society right now, it is so easy to sort of develop something that you can monetize that fits to your schedule and your standards and really what you like to do. So I really admire your story about how you were just like, okay, like, let me just take this, you know, because I was struggling so much. Let me develop this to help others. Thanks so much for saying that. But I have to be honest, it was a long time coming for me. And I mean, part of the reason that I wanted to help other people figure this out for themselves is because I knew just how long and how many years it took me to get me to the point where I can say, okay, stop. What I'm doing right now is not making me happy and I need to figure this out for myself. Like that took literally decades. And I know just how debilitating and confusing and stressful it really is. I mean, there's the whole question of first, what am I doing with my life and where is this going? But then a lot of other people, such as myself, had you know, external pressures, whether that be from like my parents were pressures. And then you're also getting it from school and society telling you what kind of life you need to have and what kind of job you need to have, etc. And all those expectations just make it so much more harder for you to make your own decisions and live your life for yourself. So I just don't want to make it sound like it was easy for me to make those choices. No, 100%. And I'm totally glad you mentioned that. I was talking to someone earlier today and we were talking about how it's so easy for people to look on social media and look in the media itself and be like, oh my God, these people made it so easily and so fast. And, you know, why can't I do that? I'm glad that you touched upon that because I think it's a really, you know, important part of the conversation that we're having now and also in society in general now. 100%. I want to go into a little bit about, let's just talk career because I think. I mean, for me, at least in the past year, I've sort of learned that job and career have two different definitions to it. And I have sort of switched my own mindset to sort of go down the track of like, what's going to be my career for the rest of my life rather than like, what is a job that I'm holding right now? So Mm -hmm. in your opinion, sort of like, what is your definition of a job? Then what's your definition of like a career? That's such a complex question because I would hate to 
give my definition and let it be the all ending be all definition of it, right? Like what I would say is, I think a job is something that you go to at the end of the day and you get a paycheck and then you come home and then you live your life, right? And a career is something where you don't necessarily see such a distinction between your work life and your non-work life. You're doing something not just for the paycheck at the end of the day. It's because it's what you want to be doing in life for your life. Yeah, 100%. I love that so much. And I think that it's so important like for teenagers and college students to start thinking of their career and how they want to make an impact and how they want to, you know, sort of build up their legacy in a sense. And sometimes it's so hard for people to develop a career that they actually want for themselves. I hear a lot of stories about, especially in college, how, you know, they go into college in one major and come out, you know, after changing their major five or six times to a completely different major and they're so much happier with it. And Mm -hmm. I want to ask for your opinion on what do you think sort of maybe in high school or maybe in the beginning of college, how do you think that society plays a role in these different pressures that these students fall into? And how do you think that influences their decisions in terms of their careers and what they're going to do for the rest of their lives? Oh my gosh. Well, so much. I think first, just representation means so much. I have a friend of mine that works in sports media and it's not a very diverse industry. He's not someone from a racialized community. But when you look at the idea of representation, for instance, if I was growing up, wanted to be in sports journalism, I would not have as much faith that I could go into that field because I don't have anyone, especially when I was a child, I didn't have anyone that looked like me in that field. So I think representation in those careers makes quite a difference and the lack of representation goes a long way into making you feel you can't enter those areas. And I think it also goes a long way to helping influence parents out there and saying that maybe those areas and industries aren't going to be the most successful avenue for you, right? Because I do think at the end of the day, a lot of what parents say and the expectations they place on you, it just comes from fear. They just want the most success. So I don't want to start going on a tangent, but yeah, I think representation makes a lot of it. I think also in many ways, it's very new with the idea of doing a job you love. And my parents are immigrants and came to Canada in the 60s. Like a lot of parents were immigrants at one time, right? And they came with the idea that you go to work, you collect your paycheck, you go home, you know, you raise your kids. Then you retire from the same company and then you start living your life. The idea of doing a job you love never factored into that. And for many people, it's still a very new concept. So I think that is a huge influencer when it comes to the type of careers that students want to go into and the types of careers that parents want them to go into. Money, again, is, I think, also a very strong influencing factor, right? A lot of people look for careers that are high-paying, thinking that that is stable, that will create a secure life for you, and also thinking that will make them happy. 
And none of those things are necessarily true. You're so right. And I think, you know, I was literally on another interview, we were talking about how it's so important that you sort of develop something, you know, whether it's a career or a side job or whatever it is that you truly love. Because I always say, you know, if you're passionate about it, the money will follow because you could have millions and millions of dollars, but be so, so unhappy with what you do. And the money's not going to do anything for you. You just have it now. But if you have millions of dollars, but also you are in love with what you do, that's really where the money may do something for you or it may not, you know? And I think it's so important that people realize that they don't just follow what their parents say and because the money is there and really think about what do I truly want and how do I want to make an impact on this world? I want to talk about parents for a second because I think, you know, in terms of like jobs and careers, there's such a huge influence, obviously, because, you know, we all love our parents and we all want to make them happy. But like you said before, the advice that they give us sometimes, it is out of fear, especially now that there are so many unconventional careers that are popping up. What are your thoughts on really how students can hold a conversation with their parents and say, I hear you, I see you, I understand why you're saying this for, but I want to do this, pursue this career because I believe that I love it. I believe I'll be successful in it. So I would say the first thing you want to do is develop your confidence around making that decision and having that conversation with your parents. A mistake that I made for years and years and years, in my opinion, was telling my parents what I wanted to do without being fully confident for myself that that was actually something that I could do and knowing how to do that. So when it came to opening up my own business, for instance, at the time, I do now, but at the time, I didn't know anyone else that had their own business that was an entrepreneur. I went actually to Columbia for six months, quit my job, went to Columbia for six months to just spend some time on opening the business. I didn't know anybody that had quit their job. I didn't know anyone that had gone to Columbia. All these things, right? Mm -hmm. So if I had just told my parents, you know, I know that they were going to be fearful by it. They were going to be nervous. And that fear and those nerves would have really made me hesitate and question my decision. And to be honest, I probably wouldn't have done any of it, right? Because I was too early in that process to be confident enough to continue moving forward without their blessing. And to be honest, you maybe won't get their blessing. You have to be willing to do it anyways and know that it's still good enough for you. So what I did is I made sure that I developed a community around me of people who were doing what I wanted to do, who were entrepreneurs, who were coaches, people that had quit their job and moved away for a certain amount of time for a specific goal. And I reached out to them and I got their opinion and their perspectives on what I wanted to do. And then once I had built up that confidence and I really knew what my plan was and what my objectives were, then I had the discussion with my parents. In my case, my mom still wasn't very happy with my decision. And I knew that. But at that point, actually, I was confident enough in what I was doing that it didn't deter me from making a move. You bring up a good point about really sort of having your own sort of consensus together before you talk to your parents, especially if they're skeptical about, you know, things you've brought up previously. It is really important that like you understand what you're talking about. You understand 
you have a plan. Like I remember November-ish or something like that, I really wanted to not continue with college and stuff because I was convinced that I really had something going with the podcast and just a bunch of other different things that I was doing. And, you know, my dad was like, okay, Sam, like if you're trying to convince me that you want to, you know, not go into college anymore and just do all the things that you're currently doing on the side, you need to develop a whole business plan about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and stuff like that. He was like, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's not high school anymore. Like you don't have school for a little bit and then go to your work and stuff like that. Like you need to find things that actually align with what you want to do and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make that business plan. And then, you know, two months later, I was like, wait, like I'm still developing all this stuff. I was like, I only have been doing this for, you know, a year and a half. Let me just sort of ride this out a little bit more and see what is going to go on. And luckily, you know, now I've realized that college is super important for me. And I've maneuvered it in a way that I can live out my passions there but also live out my passions through the podcast and stuff like that. And I've made it easier on myself to juggle both at the same time. And I'm so happy that I did that because again, like I mentioned before, it's so easy to create these new unconventional careers, but people, you know, especially teens will create them and then they won't have any set plan for it. And then it's like, okay, like what am I doing with this now? Oh, I want to do this, but how am I going to do it? They have no idea. And so it's so important to make that plan before you say anything. And then also what I want to touch on is finding mentors in your industry. I know for me, that was the biggest, biggest thing. You know, Hannah Salazar. And you know, when I first came across her, I was like, OMG, like, this is my girl. Like, this is the woman who I need to link up with because (laughs) she was doing pretty much everything that I'd ever wanted to do. And she was one of the people who was actually also responsive too. And I was so happy about that. And so I personally think that For me, my growth has been because of the people who I've linked up with like that. You know, I have so many mentors now who I can go to with any questions that I have or whatever. I have such a clear picture and beginning to create that plan of what I actually want to do because of their help. And I think that it's like once you have an idea, it's like, okay, now the next step is like moving on to that mentorship. And, you know, I want to ask you, like, what do you think? Say, you know, let's throw it out there. They want to be a speaker, right? And they want to, you know, be a keynote speaker and whatever. So like I just mentioned, the first step would sort of be to find mentors and do that stuff. Like, what do you think are sort of like the next steps for that? How do you think people can start to develop that plan of this little like inkling of an idea that they have? Well, I think you mentioned finding mentors, which is fantastic, right? I would definitely underscore that. But I also think it's important to find peers, people that are currently doing right now exactly what you want to do. And you know, a mentor will be several steps ahead of you, whereas the peer can maybe just be one step ahead of you or even where you're at wanting to take the same next step because it's a bit of a different relationship, right? And it's someone that you can also talk about your struggles with, brainstorm ideas with. You can talk about the different tactics that you're doing to find that work, in this case, speaking work. Exactly. So I think that's truly important as well. Someone that wants to be a speaker, you know, one thing I always tell my clients whenever it's like any type of work that they're looking for is that you need to research what that position entails. There are so many different tools out there that you can kind of utilize for your own interests. Like LinkedIn, for instance, is awesome. 
because it's basically everyone's digital resume right there open to you. So look up people that are currently speakers right now. What is their background? What are the kinds of things in the positions that they did to get them to that point? What's the experience that they have? What's the skills? What's the training that they need? All of that stuff. Look at different job descriptions and job postings, not necessarily because you're going to apply, but again, you're looking at the skills and the tools that are required for these opportunities. So then this is starting to tell you what you need to do and the skills that you need to build for yourself in order to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Talking about LinkedIn and stuff like that, my dad stresses me to like, you know, post everything on LinkedIn and stuff like that. I never got why he always said that for until like very recently. And I was like, oh yeah, like there's a bunch of people on here who are part of my industry who I wouldn't really find anywhere else. And I've actually made so many like good connections and different interviews as well through just LinkedIn itself. And I didn't even realize how sort of impactful it could be. But I think it's the next up and coming thing for millennials just to use as a basis of like, okay, like who is doing what I want to do and sort of how can I look into what I need to do in order to do it? Because, you know, I hate to bring it up again, but like these unconventional careers that people are creating, it's like, there's probably one other person in this world who's doing the same thing as you. So what did they do to get to where they are right now and stuff like that? I think it's so impactful. Also using LinkedIn the right way for networking. If you are really looking to use LinkedIn to develop those relationships long-term to network, to find your mentors. Mentors don't have to be people that you see in person. I mean, you don't live in the same city as Hannah, right? Right. So finding your mentors, finding your peers on LinkedIn in a virtual environment and developing those relationships long-term. I see a lot of people on LinkedIn doing that. I also see a lot of people on LinkedIn that are just making those connections and then spamming people right after. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. 100%. I wanted to ask you, there are definitely a bunch of people listening, you know, who are like, okay you know, I sort of found this passion of mine. I know, you know, the career I want to go into and I think it's going to be a lifelong career. But then there are the other people who are listening to this and they're like, I don't really think I have a passion. You know, I'm this multi-passionate person and I want to, you know, experience a career in almost every one of those areas. And I don't want to have this like one career for the rest of my life. Like what would your advice for those people who are in college and they have this one degree, but they have, you know, so many more passions on the side and stuff like that. And they want to experience that in some sort of job and sort of be able to mix it up for the next 10, 15 years. So I think you also sort of asked me about the people that feel like they don't have a passion, right? And I want to speak to that as well, because I think a lot of times if people don't feel like there's any one thing that they are truly passionate about or that drives them, it's really just because they haven't experimented enough with different stuff in life. Like they haven't looked into different areas, tried enough like different extracurricular, whatever that may be. To those people, I want to say, if you don't have an area that you feel truly passionate about, forget the word passion, just start with interest. What interests you? Just start exploring every single thing that interests you. And then from that, you'll start kind of educating yourself and you'll find your passion from that. But you can't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone and start trying different stuff. Because a lot of times, that is what's actually holding people back from finding their passion. 
finding something they're truly passionate about. The other thing I would say about people that are multi-passionate. So there are going to be some people that disagree with me here, but I do feel like at a certain point in life, you have to choose. You can't have like a thousand and one different passions and mold them all into one different career. You can definitely have a few things that you definitely love more than a few, right? Like a variety of of things that you actually love about what it is that you're doing. But to be completely multi-passionate, to have a billion things and to mesh them all into one career, that's going to be extremely challenging in my opinion, if not impossible. And what's going to end up happening is that it's just going to stop you from making a choice altogether. Like analysis paralysis, pretty much. Really what it is, you're going to suffer from FOMO at some point because there's just so many choices out there. Or again, the need to actually have to make a choice is just going to be so paralyzing for you. You're not going to end up making a choice at all and you're going to stay stuck. Yeah. What would be your best advice for those people who are like, I'm just so passionate about so many things. I don't know what to choose. So I would say that there are a few different things that I look at in order to find the career that works for you and the career path that is ideal for you. Only one of those things is actually the work that you do. Something else that I think is truly important, and this was actually the deciding factor for me that led me down coaching, is your lifestyle that you want for yourself. And what I mean by that, I'm not the kind of person that says everyone needs to run out and be an entrepreneur. And I also think that for some people, the nine to five lifestyle works great for them. You know, the structure works great. And if that's for you, that, that's fantastic. And there's no reason to change. But there's so many different types of lifestyles between a nine to five and entrepreneurship, such as remote working, such as freelance, that you need to be able to clarify for yourself and see if that is the fit. Because if you're doing a certain type of work, but you are in, let's say, a nine to five lifestyle, and that is not the right lifestyle for you, you will never feel fulfilled. So that's just one thing. I also think your core values are extremely important. And it's extremely important to clarify that because when your core values are aligned, with what you're doing. Those are the moments that you're truly happy and truly feel fulfilled. But when they're not, and you can still be doing the work that you truly enjoy, but if your core values are not there with what you're doing, you will always feel moments of frustration and really never feel content. So the actual work is just one piece of the puzzle that you need to figure out for yourself. No, you're 100% right. Because I remember it was two, three years ago. I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. It's going to be like, I was so passionate about it, everything like that. And then a couple of years later, I was like, wait, I don't want to be locked up in this job where I have to work from like eight to three and then do all this other stuff outside of whatever. I was like, I just want to make my own schedule and do things here and do things there and like, you know, stuff like that. And so I changed my perspective of my career because I just wanted a different lifestyle for myself. And I feel like that's such a big thing to take into consideration because it's like your career is pretty much what leads your life. And if mm-hmm. it's not helping you lead the life that you want to have, then like, why are you pursuing that career for? Exactly. Yeah. I want to roll into the final question. I have loved, loved, loved this conversation so much, but this is a question that I ask 
all of the guests who have ever been on the podcast. Based off the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? I would say not forget what you're driving for because you're going to face a lot of challenges. You are going to face influence from your parents. You're going to face your own fear from not being able to do it. You're going to constantly have shiny object syndrome looking in all the different ways and get interested in so many different things along the way. But don't forget what it is that you are building and working towards. Because in the end, having that focus is what's going to get you there. And you can't let anyone take that away from you. Yes, 100%, 100%. Where can people find you on the internet and social medias? So I'm on Instagram, Allison Collinthome. I'm active on LinkedIn as well with Allison Collinthome. You can find me there. Those are probably the two most active social media I'm on. But you know, everyone can email me at allison.careeroffscript.com. I'm always welcome and ready to hear anything you have to say. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate our conversation. For those of you listening, be sure to screenshot it, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.